Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Kim, we're starting. Do you think you can put your phone down? I was gonna <laughs> record some video, you bitch! <laughs> Kim can't be bothered, everyone. We have no podcast today, because Kim is going through her phone Rolodex. <laughs> I was going to put an Instagram story up of your douche hat beret face. You mean my podcasting beret? No. It's my podcasting beret. Hi, everyone. Allison. (laughs) Allison, she's calling it her podcasting beret. Whoa. This is an emergency. It's an emergency. This is so meta right now. I am being recorded talking to my cousin while we're recording this podcast. Which is, it's so appropriate that it's so meta because I'm, I look so intellectual in this beret. I, I want you to die. <laughs> um, are we going to say hello? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. We're on episode uh, 24. 24. I think it's 23. I think I'm right. Well, Eric, you'll, you'll edit whichever one of us was correct. Well, or maybe Cheers. You won't. Cheers. I got my, crazy cat lady glass with no stem she's wearing her beret uh, which i guess is now her podcasting beret it is die it's my podcasting beret i don't like it i love it this this beret happened totally organically and it's as if i manifested it i bought a purse from target and it has many pockets and i unzipped one and inside was this beret <laughs> Still with the tag on it. I had already purchased the purse. Does it so match I, the purse? No. It, Do you uh, think so, someone was thinking about stealing it? I think someone was thinking about stealing it and then thought better of it, but left the beret and in the purse. And then you stole it. And then I stole it. <laughs> right. So you stole that beret. Uh, but I you didn't, didn't even need, buy that beret. You no, stole it. I spent zero. I'm like, hello? 911? <laughs> 911. <laughs> no. Oh, it's I, busy. I can't get it. Did I tell you that someone confirmed my story? That they were out of Baja One of the at Taco Bell. <laughs> no. that, that the line was busy? One of the Mott sisters, I saw her, and she's like, oh, yeah, I was with you. She was like, me and sister 
were in the car and we were shammered and yeah. you were sober and driving and someone just fell asleep in front of us <gasps> in the in like the drive through line and so we tried to call 911 and it was just busy and we never got through. Holy shit. <laughs> but wait a minute. Okay, I have some follow-up questions about that Taco yes, Bell run now. Okay. Here is my follow-up question. They fell asleep in the drive-through. Right. Did they wake up or did you have to leave without your food? They eventually woke up, but I think it like took some efforting. Like from whom? Maybe we were hunking the horn or someone even like went to the door and was like, hello. Um, Now I'm adding more to the story of being like, wait, I need confirmation again. I know. (laughs) We need to have a call in line. Because, yeah, but they didn't ever end up like stopping the drive through. They just kind of like woke up and then drove away. And we were like, we don't feel good about that. Oh, and that's why. Okay. I understand. My sole concern was how and when you got your tacos. Yeah. I mean, we just, you know, tried to help the world and then eight tacos awesome that's the way it should be this is our first recording session since new year's all right not the first episode you're hearing but the first time that we've recorded it's been a long day guys i fucked up and forgot the microphones yep and for those of you that don't live in los angeles uh (laughs) glendale to santa monica hmm what can i compare to yeah and back again that would be like states for it yeah it would be like if you lived in pennsylvania and your idiot podcast partner left her (laughs) microphones in like ohio it was like that no it was like a big state what was that? Pennsylvania's a big state. That's true. Maybe Pennsylvania to Maryland, though. For yeah. Sure. But we got them now, and we're ready to go. And we have our... Yeah. Our cold Chardonnay. Thank God. Miss Kim's such a, such a stickler. Oh, I wanted to shout out our friend Nick Santa Croce's podcast, <laughs> which is called The New Way. The New Way? The New Way, I believe. Nick, Still- we are so sorry. <laughs> That we could not remember the name of your podcast. Well, we are monsters. You should listen to it, everyone. I just didn't write it down before the last time I did a bunch of sh- podcast shout right. outs. So, Nick Santacroce, you, you are one now. of the most charming gentlemen I have ever met. But also, you don't fucking post it anywhere. So, maybe right. you, if you, you should, you should promote it more. Get on the social meds, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, we'll do it for you. Nick Santacroce, wonderful dude, amazing podcast, the new. Way, mm-hmm. way, way, way. The new way. It's about geek stuff. Yeah, which I love. <laughs> geek stuff because I'm a geek. I mean, not anymore with this beret, but I used to be a geek. I can't. I need help. <sighs> I need help. I, there's nothing to be done. It's in your life now. There's nothing I'm, to be done. It's like I'm inside of a horror movie right now. I, how do I get out? How do I stay alive? How do you stay alive? Okay. You're just gonna have to give in to the beret. Okay. Do we have any? Revias? Yeah. You know what? We realized that we hadn't done some oldies, but goodies. Oldies, but goodies, because this wasn't a thing at (laughs) some point in time. No, it was not, nor was this podcast. (laughs) Now we have all kinds of things in our lives. And now that I've convinced Ketrin to let me keep doing it, (laughs) mostly due to listeners telling us to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, if you guys. So if you want us to stop, you can tell us to stop. That's fine, too. And yeah. That believe me, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. But since all we've gotten is positive reactions, and some people even saying can't wait to get their song in their <sighs> review, then um, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I you know. Uh, here we go, guys. Gotta do what the people want to hear. Here we so, go. So who's the okay. first one? 
Slat balls? Slat balls! Thank you. Your name is funny to me when I say it out loud. <laughs> slat balls! Slat balls! Slatty, slat, slat, slatty balls! Whoa, I took the lead slat on that one. This beret is... This beret is really... This beret is into the songs. I, I think that's is. what's happening. It's like, I feel like I need to, like, snap instead of applaud. Like, we're you at a do. coffee house. You do. I, guys, <laughs> I, I... It's such a visual situation. I'm going to tag the Instagram. <laughs> so my cousin, cousin was so appalled. Appalled <laughs> by the excellence of this beret that she secretly started an Instagram called The, the Sudden, Sudden Beret. beret. Without my so permission, funny. using it's my image. So funny. And it's correct. It's spot on. It's uncomfortable. No <laughs> one, we all have so many feelings about it. It's just, it's therapeutic. She just needed to, it's a form of therapy. To Katrin. get it out there. I know. But you know what, guys? It's not going away. It's well, here to stay. At least the beret like The sudden sing. beret. Oh, and apparently. I just did slam poetry. Ew. <laughs> Take it fucking off, I Katrin. just did slam poetry. Never. Never. So what? what's our next review that we're singing? Mel Mel 1202. 1202. Or 1202. 1202. Ready? You start. Now I only have the song that we just sang in my okay, head. Right, so. right, I got it. 1202? Is that what you said? 1202. Okay. Mel, 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 1202, 1202, okay. Mel, 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 1202. Yes. That was a good one. Thank you for your review. You guys are the best. We Um, so appreciate because actually you two, I think were some of our very, very, very first reviews. Yeah, you were. So special to us, Slap Bowls and Mel Mel. We super, super appreciate you. Yeah, you guys, you guys are the pioneers of the review frontier. I'll see myself out. I, guys, sh- <laughs> can we get rid of it? I think there's going to have to be a vote after this episode to be like, cool, cool, cool. Take it off. We didn't. You've changed everything. You've changed. I've changed. Uh, oh, well. All right. Uh, nothing did is you permanent. Watch a movie? Do you have anything else to tell me? Oh, shit. Yeah, I did watch a movie. I forgot that that's what we do. Is that what we do? I was seriously ready to just do oh, some cheers. more slam poetry. Did we do this already? Cheers. Did we? Yeah, we clinked. Let's clink again. Doesn't feel it's like a, we it's did. A, it's a double clink kind of day. <laughs> double clink. Double ding. A lot has happened since we last clinked. We talked about my beret. We did some reviews. I, a lot's happened. The beret got on your face we, and I, I've blacked out. Yeah. We scolded uh, Nick Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what can you do? So I watched. I'm so excited because. Yeah. Okay. I So guys. I I had a traumatic movie watching <laughs> go. I watched two and a half horror movies, and I don't know any of them. I don't know which. Yeah, ones and I'm not. At all, I'm so not going to tell you the two that I didn't go with, just because I'm probably going to use them at another time. But the first one I was watching, and I was about mm, thirty minutes into it, maybe, and I had to get up to pee, so I paused it on Amazon, and I saw that the fucking movie was three hours and just I just didn't have it in me it was my first like it was going to be my first recording session after the new year I just I didn't have it in me so I was like all right I'll find another one so I found another one that was on my list watched the entire thing 
and realized that like genre wise, it was too similar to ones that I had like just done and I didn't have it in me. So I then had to watch an entirely different movie and finally settled upon drum roll, please. <laughs> Exorcist 3. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I had only ever seen the first Exorcist. I think because oh, I might have seen the second one. But. Well, the se- so the second one is universally panned as like one of the worst movies ever. Mm. So I was like, well, I'm not going to watch that. And then logically speaking, if two is bad, you wouldn't go watch three, assuming it would be good. So I just never um, saw it. But apparently it's great. Oh, yeah. I disagree with that. that that's actually... Uh, uh, what? <laughs> not true for like a lot of movies. Like what? Name them. Die Hard. Oh, um, well, I've only seen the first one. And I that think... Too. That's... <laughs> your one example? There's some other ones. Uh, people help me out here. Were you on the debate team? That... Obviously, I was never on the <laughs> fucking debate team, Catherine. If there's one thing that anyone listening that has ever listened to this podcast could figure out is that I was not, not on, the, on debate the debate team. team. But uh, what was the question? Movies. Uh, <laughs> definitely Die Hard. And I know there's others. Like, I feel like it's discussed about actually you know how what sometimes the second movie sucks and then the third, third one brings one it back good. around. Maybe. I bet there's some Marvel movies in there within the franchise that probably follow that rule. So I retract my statement. Regardless, Exorcist 3, are you ready? I'm so ready. It was made in 1990, but if you had asked me while I was watching it when it was made, I would have been like 1962, for sure. (laughs) I don't know why. It just like, it's crazy the amount of tech, I guess, that happened in a very, very short amount of time in the 90s because like... yeah. This movie looked old, really old, and it wasn't. Anyway, here we are, Exorcist 3. Yes. Dead or Alive. We have GC, who is the detective. Um, I called him GC. I didn't realize his name was Bill, but he's played by George C. Scott. GC detective, Dead or Do Alive. Do I know who George C. Scott he's is? He's a very famous old actor. He's a, like he's a great actor. Like having George C. Scott in your movie, you're like, oh, at least one performance will be watchable. That's great. Alive. Father Dyer, as in like a priest. Yes. Um, dead. Damien Karras. Alive. Gemini Killer. Uh, dead. Salty Nurse. Dead. Julie. Alive. Night Nurse. Alive. Psych Ward Doc. Der. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Live. Okay. Crazy Radio Lady. Dead. Father Caravan. Spelled with a K. That will be important later. Also, it's not caravan. But if it was, it would be spelled with a K. Alive. Okay. Great. Exorcist 3. We open on... A beautiful Georgetown morning mm. in 1990. I've been there. Yep. We have some gentlemen who are rowing crew. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, they're on that long boat and they're like, hip, hip, hip. And we have a priest who is walking around looking kind of sad and tired 
And we see that he comes upon the original stairs <gasps> from Exorcist 1 and just sort of forlornly looks down at them. I've also been there. Have you been there? No. Where is it? It's in like right below. It's like Virginia, D.C. area. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. No, that's cool. The millionaire took me there. The, the millionaire. <laughs> God, Kim, that would have really worked out. Kim dated a millionaire. I don't think he was a millionaire at all. We were just in college. And I think so he, he just had like wasn't a college wasn't, kid. Yeah, he wasn't working a minimum wage job. I mean, I think he like was doing, doing good for himself. Yeah. But like, <laughs> oh, my God, Kim, this is like news to me. I thought he was like a certified millionaire maybe i don't know he just you know let's find it's hard to say in comparison now because now that we live in la i don't know let's i think his name was frank you knew better than i apparently i think it was frank so if you are were maybe a millionaire (laughs) back when kim and kat were in college and you may have gone on some dates with a girl named kim please tell us if you were an actual millionaire yeah or not came to see our burlesque show oh he did oh that's right and i got that uh a speeding ticket. Ugh, this is. A, it doesn't matter. It's like a dumb story. I mean, it's like an interesting part. It doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm telling it. We fucking. I saw that he lived in the. We had to like cross the state line. I think to like maybe where he lived. Oh, and so you had to drive by these steps. Like oh, I've seen them. That. That's what we were talking about. The original steps from the movie I watched. So he's at the OG stairs. Then we cut to an old guy at a desk, and he's looking at a picture of himself with a younger guy, and he says, Damien. Now, if you remember, Damien was the priest. Oh, I remember. So he's looking at a picture of the deceased Damien. Damien. Sort of just, everyone just seems kind of very sad right now. Um, So then we cut to a church, and there's creepy exorcist music playing as we're like looking around in this church and the right. camera showing us different things in the church churches are fucking terrifying like there is oh, some, some creepy, creepy music. Yeah. fucking mm-hmm. shit in there and you don't realize it until there's like ominous horror movie yeah i mean shit's old with churches it's fucking old as shit old and, and it's just like related to old things statues and yeah the lighting is creepy yeah so we're in a church And all of a sudden, we hear the creepy music and a wind, a gust of wind opens the doors, blows Mm. them open. There's like fucking leaves blowing in. Like it's like hurricane level winds. And we just hear, preacher. (sighs) Oh, my God. And then it cuts to a Jesus statue and his eyes open. Cut to POV of us walking down the street. So like the camera is walking down the street. We're seeing what the camera sees. And we see that we walk by a young boy who is holding out a rose. And then all of a sudden, we are falling down the flight of stairs. Oh, shit. So now... The flight of stairs. The flight of stairs. So now we cut... So that was all very sort of like montage There was not really any dialogue that led to anything other than just a montage of information that led us to feel creeped. I'm creeped. I I am also creeped. So then we cut to helicopters over the lake where the boys were rowing crew. And it's intercut with a mass being given to an empty church. 
and we're just cutting back and forth and we're like, what are these fucking hell? Like it's the helicopters that are like looking for something over the lake okay. and they're flying really low. And then we look to the dock and we see that there are detectives looking at a dead body <sighs> under a bag and they seem pretty upset about it. Oh no. We don't see who it is though. No. Then we cut to, did you ever watch the show Grounded for Life with mm. Donald Logue? It was like a sitcom. I, I didn't, but I, I you know, know what I'm who about? that is because his, I worked with like his cousin or something. Okay. So he did a sitcom and there was an uncle in that show named Uncle Eddie. And he used to make me and my brother laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> I've never no. seen him in anything else. Ever he's in this fucking movie as like a kid. No, he has like one line in it, and I was like, Uncle Eddie. And Eric was like, What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I guess just me and my brother watched that show. Like, nobody has ever heard of it. Grounded for life. So he is like a church helper. I don't know what they're called in like the Catholic Church, but like he like an apostle. No, what are they? <laughs> oh man, the wow. Like, he's like a little helper boy. Catherine just offended some Catholics. Yeah, I guess so. And um, like he's a boy, like a like child. A, no, he's like a like a teenager. Teen. An altar boy. Altar altar boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he is. Okay. Boy. So he's taken off like his his altery robes, garb, his garb, <laughs> his popely garb, and. He's talking to the priest that was giving the mass, and he mentions Damien. And uh, the priest says, yeah, he died 15 years ago today. And we're like, okay. So it's, okay. we know that it's the 15-year anniversary. anniversary of the exorcism of Reagan McNeil. Ooh. Right. So then that same priest that was giving the mass and talking to Uncle Eddie, we now cut to him in like kind of a diner situation. And he's talking to a, a higher up priest, like his priest boss or whatever. And we're kind yes. of... <laughs> That's what they're called, right? And <laughs> yeah. maybe he, like a cardinal or something. Yeah, something like that. Monsignor. Um, but he's in like black and gold robes. Like he looked, he looked real important. And we kind of <laughs> get a sense of our priest's personality that he's kind of like a fun, cute, grumpy old man. Okay. Um, because the boss priest is like, what did you say to piss off our biggest benefactor? Like you can't be doing this shit yeah. when we need money for so the church sass yeah and we love our, sass and father it's father dyer and father dyer says i all i said was jesus loves you everyone else thinks you're an asshole <laughs> <laughs> father dyer i loved it it was so My great man. and so then boss priest is like so what are you doing today and he's like oh i'm i'm going out to the movies with a cop friend of mine he gets really sad on this day <gasps> so we're gonna go see it's a wonderful life Oh, I love it. I know. It's so sweet. Did you watch it over Christmas? I didn't watch that over Christmas, but we just had other, we have other movies in the. It's my number one. It's your number one. Ours is. That and Elf. Okay. Our, my number one is the Alistair Sim, A Christmas Carol. Right. And. Yeah. Just, just that over and over again. We just listened to that. And A Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, cute. It's the same story. But we have a new favorite, and that is oh, Christmas no. Chronicles okay. with Kurt Russell. I actually watched most of it, and then 
had to go do something and then didn't even finish so it. you missed the best fucking part. I mean, also, I'll go do back. you know it's who fine. the kid is? It's Cole. I know, it's Cole! Isn't that so it's great? It's Cole yeah. from the babysitter. I loved it. Yeah. So it was great. I watched it twice. I anyway, so... life, though. So they say that they're going to see a wonderful life with a cop friend of his. Right. So we have Father Dyer and a cop friend going to see It's a Wonderful Life. Now we are with the cop that had been looking at the at the body on the dock. Oh, okay. okay. And we're in his kitchen and it's his wife who just seems like very sweet, his mother-in-law who seems like a typical annoying mother-in-law, his daughter Julie, and he's just a real like family man. Significant like he looks like his wife should be the mother-in-law, but instead you said this last time. For what? What is your deal with age? It just like he's Married very people. old in this. You said it about um the oh, Black Christmas. Yes, but he, I never got to. I couldn't find any pictures of them. I'll find it. I'll put it on Instagram. I'll show you what I'm talking about. She has like an infant daughter, and she looks like she is your fully menopausal an ageist bitch. No, I'm not because I'm equally ageist. I'm also saying that this <laughs> old dude looks like he should be married to the old lady, not the young hot wife. Anyway, um, his daughter Julie. I hope I can still have kids at the time you think I'm look like You're I can't. Geriatric. I'm just kidding. So. Julie is like, okay, bye, dad. I'm off to dance class. And she's got her little like point shoes or whatever. And, and so they have an infant baby and a teenager? No, there's no infant baby. I was talking Wait, about who's in- going <laughs> dance class. Everyone, I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> I quit. The infant baby is going to dance class. No, Julie, his daughter, is going to dance class. She's probably like an oldish, an older teenager. I was saying the woman in. Black Christmas oh, had an infant oh, I child. Even this woman. This woman looks like she could have a regular aged teenager. <laughs> he looks like that should be his granddaughter. Okay. Are we? Are so we? She's a teenager. She's a teenager. She's an In old this teenager. Movie, she's a teenager. Yeah. It's been a long day, you guys. I'm it has sorry. Been a long I feel like we are day. already off Whew. shooting so much. It, no one knows what's happening. It's been tough. Okay. So she's like, I'm off to dance class. Now we see that. GC, so that was George C. Scott, the detective. GC and Father Dyer are the two grumpy old men that are going to the well, movies. See the movie that I love. It's a wonderful life. And it's funny because GC flashes his badge so he doesn't have to pay Damn. to go in. Yeah, he's great. And Father Dyer is just like, you're a dick. Like, they really are grumpy old men. Like, I would love Cute. to see a movie of, like, these two guys just going to movies together. So they watch the movie and then... GC is like, let's let's go get a bite to eat. And he's like, don't you have to get home? And he's like, no, my mother-in-law is there and she's cooking carp tonight and there's nothing wrong with carp except she won't make it unless it's fresh. And so I've had a carp swimming in my bathtub for a week. <gasps> what? Yeah, which has nothing to do with the story. I just thought it was funny. So they go to a restaurant to talk and they're talking theology and they have that really cool relationship that I find really interesting when like someone who's very religious is able to have theological discussions with someone who's not. I agree. And like and is chill about it, like has a sense of humor about it uh, or doesn't take it personally cuz like one of the things that GC says to Father Dyer is like your god's a jerk and Father Dyer is just like no he isn't, you are. Like <laughs> so just like that kind of thing that I thought was fun to listen to. And he's like, do you want to talk about the boy who was killed on the dock? <gasps> it's a boy. Yeah, mm. it's a little boy. 
and like the father is saying, do you want to talk about yeah, it? Like, Which to- it seems like they're friends, but like he also allows him to sort of unload. Yeah, I was going to say it's maybe like a nice friendship to have as a cop. Yeah. Because it's it- like you don't want to be putting all that horror on to like. At least, like, I don't know, a lot of times this is talked about. It's like, oh, you don't want to put all that horror, like, on your, like, your, your spouse or it, something. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? But exactly. it's like you still, but then you're just shoving it all down. Yeah. And it's someone who, like, as someone who, who, a man of faith, he's probably able to sort of, like, process these horrible images through his faith of, yeah. like, you know, everything happens for a reason. And it's like, even if you don't believe that, it's probably comforting just to hear someone right. else who's, like, positive that something good will come of this you know so he's like do you want to talk about the boy that was killed the doc and gc is like he was a 12 year old boy and someone Mm. drove to like metal they're called inguts but what they are is like little they look like gold bricks but they're metal and they're small so like the the shape of like a gold Uh bullion brick okay but they're like small and they're made of steel okay and they're called inguts and i'm like is this like a thing used for no idea apparently to stab 12 year old boys eyes out because (laughs) that's what they were used for so he shoved inguts into his eyes then cut off his head (gasps) oh no it gets worse no replaced it with the head of a jesus statue (sighs) it gets worse that was painted in blackface oh my god it gets worse what stop how i'm already i can't handle anymore he was then crucified on two (gasps) oars oh no like from the crew team (sighs) it's not great do they show this or he talks about he just talks about it i have Um, so many i'm crying well we don't i'm I'm a little crying. It was it was rough. I mean, I'm and upset. that's like how it was told. It was like in guts into his eyes, <laughs> chopped off his head, like the blackface. I was like, that's Stop. just mean. Like I, it was upsetting. So we don't see it. I'll say this: we I don't, don't see it good. in reality. Right. That's right, all right. I'll say. It's worse in your brain, though. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, now man. we cut to a different priest it's not father dyer it's a different priest in the same church and he's in a confessional listening to someone's confession and we hear the person on the other side confessing and it's one of the creepiest voices i've ever heard because like i couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman (gasps) and the person starts confessing to the murder what to the murder no she starts confessing and she's like I have a compulsion to confess, Father. And he's like, just say what you need to say. And she's like, I feel a compulsion to confess even if I step on two twigs in the shape of a cross. And he's like, it's it's okay. Just like say what you need to say. I'm here to listen. And she's like, well, I do have 17 little things to confess. And the voice starts confessing to 17 murders. So you were what? right. I just didn't want to get away. Yeah. And starts laughing maniacally. And we just see the face of the priest, like his eyes getting big and his face contorting in terror, but not a sound coming out of his mouth. Oh, my God. Cut to everyone screaming and blood just pouring out of the confessional. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. So now GC is in church 
investigating this murder. <gasps> oh, my God. He's with the body of the priest after the confessional murder. We don't really get a ton of other information. Like, we just see him there with a bunch of cops. Yeah. Standing with the body. And we're like, okay, he's investigating this one as well. So now we're at night-night time. And mm-hmm. we're in the church. And it's dark. And we just hear a... <laughs> No. And we're Where? like, what the fuck is that? And it's coming from the confessional. I don't like this at all. So the camera slowly moves over to the confessional. It's just GC in there. And he's just moving the panel back and forth, back and forth, mm. back and forth, trying to just like get a better understanding, I'm assuming, of like how the murder happened through like a little confessional. Right, window. right, Because there was no struggle. It was yeah. just... You know, so he's in there and then another cop sits on the other side of the confessional and he's like, we got an autopsy. And he says, the boy who died by the dock, be prepared. This was upsetting. He was injected with Mm -hmm. a very specific drug that Mm -hmm. paralyzes you. But leaves you fully aware. No, 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 no. That was done before he was crucified and before his head was cut off, obviously. So he actually died of slow asphyxiation on a cross. Like he died (gasps) of crucifixion. Oh, my God. Then his head was cut off. Wasn't great. I don't like this. Be with me. So now we have GC at the hospital. And we're like, why is he at the hospital? Turns out he's visiting Father Dyer. And we're like, why is Father Dyer (gasps) in the hospital? And he's they're just being cute, salty, grumpy old men. It's adorable. GC brought him a stuffed penguin and was like, here you go. It was really cute. And he's like, I'm fine. They're just running some tests. And GC seems super annoyed that he's sick. Also, they're smoking in the hospital. <laughs> Father Dyer's hooked up to machines and he's currently smoking a cigarette. That's actually, that is surprising for like 1990. I mean, I, mean, I guess because 1990 is still technically like the 80s. But I still, can't you would think like that was already out by then. Especially in a it hospital. It seems not that long ago. Yeah, especially to like, it's like, it's one thing that I feel to smoke in a bar. But to smoke in a hospital, like a sterile... Inv- they knew what sterilization was in 1990, didn't they? You would think so, but I, it's, or, sometimes it's shocking how much... Because, like, airplanes, like, still have imagine? no smoking signs in them. Like, that means within not that long yeah. ago, you could smoke on them. Can you fucking <laughs> imagine if you were on a plane with, like, a chain smoker? Ugh. That would be... I can't believe that ever fucking happened. Though, I can't believe we ever hung out in bars where you could smoke. Because, like, now when I go into a room where even one person is smoking, I'm, like, overcome. And we would, like, be in bars with people smoking. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I mean, like, your hair smelled like smoke constantly. Like, my pillow smelled like smoke. Like, all of it just smelled like smoke. So crazy. Okay. So, he leaves Father Dyer's room and he gets in the elevator and as he gets into the elevator we see that he walks past a headless Jesus statue but doesn't notice it. What? I'm like, you're a it's a headless Jesus statue. Ask a question. Did you see that? he didn't see it? He didn't see it. He was standing right the fuck next to it. 
And it was a headless Jesus statue. I, so, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm no detective, but I bet. Well, that this, that head you found maybe came from that headless Jesus. This is where the line of questioning for you is going to come from. Because this is obviously like a possession movie. You know how we've talked about like there's not always a ton of choices right. in possession. Because it's like if the devil wants to fuck with you, I mean, the devil's going to fuck with you. So I want you to put yourself into the role of detective for this. Oh, see? All right. Ooh. Do you need my beret for this? I fucking hate you. No. <laughs> Don't detectives wear berets? I guess not really. Get out of my life, Ketrin. They wear, I'm going to get you a little Sherlock Holmes hat. And I, we can wear them together. I, get away from me, Ketrin. <laughs> Go away. So, all right. So he walks by headless Jesus statue. And apparently he too went to the Icholas Age School of Detectivery because he didn't seem to notice it. GC is then talking to the guy at Forensics. And the guy at Forensics says, this priest was killed with the same drug as the boy down at the docks. But a small amount of the drug just paralyzes a portion of you. So he was only given enough that his vocal cords were paralyzed. So he couldn't scream while he was being murdered. What? Yeah. To the priest or to the kid? To the priest in the confessional because there was people in the church so like he had to make it so that he right, right, right. was silent so he but that wasn't what like killed them that was just the I thing guess that not. was yeah used. Okay. it was i guess not yeah correct okay. uh but they were both injected with with, with the, the same thing. The thing. Yeah, yeah the same thing okay. and so the forensic so that's why he made the face of being like yes exactly with no sound yeah Oh, God, I wish you guys could have seen that. It was really theatrical. You gotta me a picture of it. The face. I want to see it. Yeah. So we'll Instagram it. The forensics guy says this killer clearly has medical expertise. Okay, detective. Detective Burns. Based on what you have just heard me talk about. It's a doctor. Okay. What is that your question? Yeah. yeah what my, what yeah, do you conclude? Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. So we have that he used, you know, a, a sort of paralytic syringe, like chemical, right. that we can assume is obviously used in medicine. He knew, like, how much to give someone yeah, for yeah. what he needed and to where, do. Like, how to and affect certain things. Exactly. And, and we also know that there's you, a headless Jesus a headless in the freaking Jesus hospital. Statue. So you're already one step ahead of Detective Ooh, GC am. here. Um, That's how I live my life. Burns. Detective Burns. ahead of the game, peeps. So, Sammy's. I'm Sammy's. Starting it, I'm starting it, you guys. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. You tell us. It's as permanent now as my beret. Oh, God. <laughs> so. So not permanent is what you're saying. <laughs> so we so also learn. could be changed learn, at any time. Dear God, please. We'll see. Sammy's. So we also learn that the forensics dude is like, also there was something fucking weird with the prince. This is clearly the same M.O., but the prince, the fingerprints. yeah. But the prince, not uh, the prince, queen prince. I was like, not the prince. What prince? The Where did that purple come from? No. no, I was thinking like queen, queen. Oh, okay, king with the prince. fingerprints that were found with the boy by the docks, right? And the fingerprints that were found Ooh. in the confessional. Interesting. Different fingerprints. Totally different fingerprints. Wait. So, like, they found fingerprints on them, but they were different fingerprints. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I so, see like, where the this MO is going. So, like, the MO is exact. The MO is, like, 
Right. You know, of course. So we're oh, now I, I know. home with GC. Right. And he's asleep. And a creepy music box starts playing. I know. Why? Where? Which takes us into dream world. And we're just seeing flashes of rosaries. And we're in a church. No, the church is a train station. There are angels. One of the angels is Fabio. There's a train. <laughs> There's also a priest. I'm not kidding. This is like the montage. It's like all it's of a sudden amazing. it's like Fabio with fucking angel wings. Instagramming that, it's please. so fucking great. And then there's crazy patients. And then there's a little boy that comes up to GC and GC says, I'm so sorry you were murdered, Thomas. And we see that it's the little boy by the dock and his head is sewn on, like with big giant stitches. And he's like, it's okay. And then it's a tarot card reading. And then it's Father Dyer with angel wings and his head sewn on. And GC says, I think we're both dreaming this. And Father Dyer says, I'm not dreaming. And then everything speeds up really fast and it's super fucking terrifying. And Father Dyer's lying on a bed and he's banging up and down and up and down and he wakes up. Uh, Father Dyer wakes up or GC wakes up? GC wakes up. Okay. It was all a dream. Okay. Now we cut to a phone call that GC takes. He rushes to the hospital, police everywhere. And he hears another detective say, I've never seen anything like this. Oh, God. We walk into... Hmm. Father Dyer's room. No. No. They're taking pics of no. Father Dyer. No. The hospital room. No. There's a single no. rose. There's the penguin. No. The GC left him. There's a body under the sheet. No. There are all these like perfectly placed vials of a dark liquid on his nightstand. And Father Dyer looks under the blanket and is like... Father Dyer? I'm sorry. GC GC looks under the blanket and is like incredibly disturbed by whatever he sees under the blanket. Uh It is Father Dyer. We just don't see it. Then we see dozens of these little vials and GC says, what are these? And the other detective says, that is Father Dyer's entire blood supply. But there was not even a smudge on the jars it was so meticulously done what like there's not a drop spilled so basically just they they took all of his all blood of his blood out, out. Of him. yes yes and put it perfectly into these little vials that are all oh filled up God. to the exact same level how did i start caring about father dyer so quickly oh, because he's the best he's so fucking cute i immediately was in love with him well, and now i'm the saddest i mean he's like and he's an old man which like yeah tugs at my heartstrings i, I can't fucking deal me too you know i love my old you're old you're maybe lady uh he says but that's not the most disturbing thing what And he says, it's the message that was left. And so we see that above Father Dyer's bed, there's like plastic, a plastic wrap kind of thing Mm -hmm. over something. Mm -hmm. GC pulls it down and it says, a wonderful life. (gasps) No! (gasps) No! Oh my God! Oh my God! Written in blood. Oh no! Oh my God! Wonderful oh. is spelled wrong, though. Okay, it's spelled with like two L's at the end. But anyway, so because it's the devil. Two L's mean the devil. No, did you ever hear? Did you play Ouija board when you were a kid? Yeah, 
we were always told whatever we always grew up being like oh if it starts spelling words wrong that means it's the (gasps) devil stop yeah did you not ever hear that no yeah that's fucking terrifying we would play ouija board and if things started being spelled weird holy um, shit you'd be like oh it's the devil that is, I want to play we with the Ouija board again. We were super into shit like that when I was a kid. I was too, but I was never allowed to own one because this is fucking weird. My dad, not raised particularly religious or like, I think maybe they went to Episcopal church when they were growing up, but like my uh-huh. dad was like not into church. My mom was the one who was like, you have to go to Sunday school and blah, 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 because she was raised Catholic. Yeah. But like never talked to my dad about religion ever, like don't remember him ever even like mentioning god really but when i said i wanted a ouija board he was like absolutely not and i was like interesting what why yeah and he just was like it was like a non-starter like he was like no there will never be a ouija board in my house and i was like what is there a story that we don't know about skia i know i have to hear it but my mom was just kind of like what the fuck is his problem like she was like had no problem with it even though she was raised catholic and he just like has a mystery aversion to ouija boards. i don't think i actually had one it was like i mean and it was like i always went to my neighbor's house but we went to catholic school so it's like we yeah. did all the things the candy candy man bloody mary like that she also like her house was definitely haunted like there was like shit that happened in oh there and like God. we'd always have seances that is we need to yeah we let's like get more <clears throat> into that let's fucking do it we're grown-ass women now no, we I'm can take scared. on any ghosts that are gonna no, come I'm at too us scared you i can't even skip. watch possession movies oh my god well buckle up well that's okay anyway if it starts getting spelled weird it's uh, the devil okay so a wonderful life was spelled weird which we now know okay so oh, gc is pretty upset but i'm also getting the sense psychological sidebar that he doesn't process emotions like super well like this was one of his best friends and he's just like lock down the door or lock down the doors do a pattern search no one comes in or out of this hospital unless it's an emergency like but basically no one comes in or out and he starts questioning a nurse and i did not know what was up with this nurse because she was just immediately salty like so salty that i was like is this a plot point that i'm missing like right. why is she so mad at him I think it was just a character choice but he's questioning salty nurse and she says i discovered the body of father dyer at 6 a.m and he's like okay and when had you given him his last bit of medication yeah and she says an hour before that oh when i'm God. supposed to at 5 a.m and he's like and you didn't see anyone come in or out in that hour between giving him his meds and she Mm -hmm. was like nope and she was like was father dyer awake when you gave it to him at five she was like yep his normal like whatever self (laughs) father dyer and he asked her again like you didn't see anyone in that hour and she's like i only saw i only saw mrs clelia that's it and he's like, what do you mean you saw Miss Clelia? And he's like, she was lying unconscious on the floor before I went in to give him his meds at 6 a.m. But she was like, but that's, what? she's a mental patient. Right, right, So okay. like, she does Not that sometimes. necessarily out of yeah, the Yeah, but ordinary. she was like, that's the only person I saw is old lady Miss Clelia. Um, <gasps> the devil. Who was later referred to as crazy radio lady. I didn't realize they were the same person until later. Okay. You'll find out why she's crazy radio lady. But crazy radio lady is also Miss Clelia. 
just so okay. we're clear. We now cut to the mental ward where presumably Miss Clelia is from in the same hospital. And he's uh, GC is walking around with a psych ward doctor. And he's like, these are the harmless ones. These people are just, you know, catatonics or dementia, like just, you know, the harmless Looney Tunes, basically. And uh, an old woman comes up to GC and she says, are you my son? And he just turns her and it was really sweet because he just goes, I would be proud if I was. Oh, and I was like, what a nice response to this crazy old lady. But then she looks up at him and she says, you're not my son. And creepy music plays her out. And I was like, what am I supposed to get from this Ouija board? Tell me what is happening. (laughs) So then GC questions Mrs. Clelia. And he's like, do you remember getting out of your bed? And she's just like, are you are you the radio repairman? And he's like, yes, I am the radio repairman. Mm-hmm. Before I fix mm-hmm. your radio, mm-hmm. what can you tell me about the other night? And she's like, here it is. And hands him like air, like nothing. Right. And is like, here's my radio. Oh, fix it. And he like takes it, like pretends to take it. And she's like, you're not the radio repairman. That was a telephone I was holding. <gasps> and then she kind of like, and then she like, <laughs> and then she kind of just like goes back into like crazy land, like basically like powers down, turns off. Start telling people that. <laughs> what am I holding in my hands? Whoa! <laughs> was it a radio that was? Couldn't you tell? So she kind of just starts humming and and mentally leaves. She's gone. So GC is like, I'm not gonna get anything out of this. Right. Psych ward doctor then takes GC to the not harmless side of the mental ward. Okay. These are people that have exhibited like any type of violence towards others or themselves or require straight jackets or things like that. And so they're all in like solitary cells. And he's telling him about who they are and what type of people are in there. And all of a sudden, GC hears someone say, GC. <gasps> and he turns around. The doc doesn't hear it. Just then, another cop comes in and no. says, Detective, you're wanted upstairs. No. Based on just having heard a voice, what do you do and what does GC do? I mean... And it's not a trick question. You hear someone say, Kim, and it's not the person you're standing with. Yeah. I mean, I would have to go with this per- the cop who just came in and was like, you're upstairs. Like, okay. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean... And what does... Whatever. Um, like, you, sometimes you hear... I don't know. I, what does, I wouldn't... What does GC do? I want to say the same, but I mean, now that you're asking me, it sounds maybe not. Okay. The cor- you got one point because he just goes with the other cop. Oh, okay. You got zero points because if you hear someone say, Kim, you say, did you hear that? Where did that voice come from? Is there someone else in the hallway? Because you need to under, if someone says your name, either there's a ghost, a demon, or you're schizophrenic, all of which require your attention. You know, it sounds like I hear my name a lot at work. 
and in your head <laughs> no do you hear people calling your name a lot no. in your head Kim? i mean i think it's because people people speak multiple languages there all of the time all the language all so the languages I'm just in your used head. to like talking going around around me oh, oh, and oh, sometimes oh. it sounds like i'm hearing kim a lot and then i looked over and mm. they're never looking at me or saying talking about mm-hmm. me so i think that guys i think that it was them saying a different word in a different language, ooh, but now I'm not sure that ooh, there's a dev- ooh, ooh, ooh. possession devil situation yeah. going on. Guys, I'm sorry you had to hear that. This is an this is, awkward realization that you're witnessing happening? in real time that Kim is realizing she's no, either being no, followed by demons no, or is no, schizophrenic. I'm not. No. Okay. I'm Tell us what you think on social media. <laughs> is Kim being followed by demons or schizophrenic? <laughs> I'm definitely not being followed by demons. Well, who knows? Is it is it is it bad that to me that that's worse? I mean, I uh, don't want to be schizophrenic. No, I don't think it's bad that that's worse. I think it's way to worse me, to be followed demons by demons. Is scarier. Of course it is because demons are unpredictable. At the very least, your schizophrenic is you unpredictable. Can, but right, but you can also get mental help. Right. You can get help. You get you help. have a course of action that yes. you can begin the journey down. Yeah, demons. demons are who the terrifying. fuck knows with those assholes? I don't know. You don't know. All I know is they spell shit wrong. That's right. all I know. Right. It's all we know. That's and it's all they all want I us know. to know. Yeah. So you get one point for you and GC being unquestioning schizophrenics. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you're a bit. So you're need so he's like, you're needed upstairs. And then as the door shuts, the camera looks in one of the rooms and there is a straight jacketed figure in the room head down we can't see who it is and we just hear a voice say i was only 21 when i died cut back upstairs to the hospital wing interesting that's all we yeah we have no other information than that so we head back up to the hospital wing and gc is being yelled at by the head of the hospital he's like super pissed that he's shutting down the hospital because he's like we uh, we have paid like we need to be able to move in our own hospital. And GC's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you had a murder in here. Sorry. And Wait, so who's saying this? The, like, the head of the hospital, who's oh, like, okay. you're preventing my hospital from, from functioning. Working. Right. GC starts saying, do you know who I think this is? And the guy at the hospital's like, no, who, uh, what, who is it? And he's like, it's the Gemini killer. Mm. And the head of the hospital's like, he died 15 years ago. And... GC starts going into this really interesting thing that mm. I, I think we need to remember, like, as detectives and as Sammies who want to stay alive. Right. He says, the MO that we know of the Gemini killer is that he would chop off the middle finger of the right hand and he carved the Gemini Zodiac symbol into his victim's backs. Ooh. And the head of the hospital is like, yeah, so what? What? Like, why are you telling me this? Right. He died 15 years ago. And GC says, that's actually not true. That's something that we told mm-hmm. to weed out crazy people who wanted to confess to things that they yeah. didn't actually do, which I've never – why would you want to confess to – anyway, that's another – that's a, that's a whole thing. other podcast. Yeah. He's like – but an interesting podcast. I if that would, exists, like, I'd like to listen to it. Let's talk about that. It's a, Let's put a pin in this, everyone. Because, yeah, I'm very curious about that. I'm going to do some research about false confessions because that does not make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to do it. I just want you to tell me of a podcast I should listen to that Oh, no, talks I understand. Yes, no, I understand. <laughs> uh, so he's like, what he actually did 
he didn't cut off the middle finger. He cut off the index finger and he didn't carve it into their back. He carved it into their palm. But the only people who would know that are the police officers and the killer. And And he's like, these victims have the correct MO of the Gemini killer. So wait, they had shit carved into their palms? Yeah, but we uh, we didn't... We've never seen we've it. We've never seen it. So yes, I agree. I would have preferred to... Have, Even if we didn't see it, to, did they look at to, the hands? It would Yeah, it would have been better for them to like mention that when we're at the bodies, for sure. I didn't need to mention it before. It's just like, did they do a specific like look at the hand? That to me would be... Yeah, but they didn't. We're learning this in real time. Interesting. Yeah, so... But he says they have the correct mo of the gemini killer the killer would also write letters into the paper like anonymously saying he's the gemini killer Mm. and any word that ended in an l he ended it with two l's oh and so he also would kill victims whose names began with k no that's so bad for us. Oh, shit. I didn't even <laughs> occur to me. What the fuck are you talking about? God, it didn't even occur to me. Oh, my God. We're going to die tonight, you guys. No, we're I'm not. So we're, sorry. we're figuring out how to stay alive. It's fine. Okay. You're the detective. Okay. I know what's going on. We're I'm fine. Good. I've got um, this. So the little boy's name was Kevin, I think. And they're like, but what about Father Dyer? And he's like, his middle name was Kevin. Oh, no. So his middle name was Kevin. The little, oh, Kintry. The last name of the little boy was Kintry. Okay. Um, and Father Dyer's middle name was Kevin. <sighs> so now we're in the morgue with GC and he's talking to the, the, the more, the morgician, the morgue, morgue, morgueary, the more. No, corner? The, the corner. Corner. Thank you. And he picks up these giant fucking cartoon scissors they're so big and we learn that the scissors are used to like quickly chop off parts of bodies heads arms (gasps) things like that what like when doing autopsies and things yes oof and he's like playing with the scissors and he's like it takes some real like effort to open these and and the the coroner is like yes but they're spring-loaded so you just let go to have them clamp closed. Oh, shit. So they're like fucking intense scissors. And GC looks down at the scissors and there's like a sticker on it with like a barcode. And he's like, what's that? And the, I keep saying morgueary, the coroner is like, oh, <laughs> that's just it's okay. a shipping. It could be the morgueary. A morgueary. Mo- he's like, that's just a shipping label. And he's like, they just came in. And he's like, they're new? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, where are the old where ones? Are the old ones. Uh, so upon learning about the scissors missing. Gemini killer. Gemini killer. What? what? Go. So what What does Detective Burns do? And what does Detective GC do? I mean, find out what happened to the old scissors. Okay. So is that Detective Burns? Or Both. De- okay. Like why? Like why were there? Why do we need new ones? Where did the old ones go? Investigate further. Oh, that was only one ding. That was one ding because that was two complete dings. It wasn't even a mistake happening d- because it, it was one ding. You get one ding because correct. You go 
I need to locate these missing scissors or I need to understand why there are new scissors. The scene just cuts to the next scene. After GC says, where are the old ones? Next scene. So, yes. Like, I feel like that would be, find the fucking, who decapitated the Jesus statue? Who stole the fucking scissors? I mean, in GC's defense, he doesn't know Jesus is decapitated yet. But he should. Because Detective Burns saw it right away. Uh, <laughs> because I, I told her I it. like that Detective Burns is on top of yeah, shit. Yeah, Detective thanks, Burns thanks is for, really on top of shit. Thanks for it. So now we cut to GC and he's talking to a priest in the church where Father Dyer worked. Right. It could be the boss priest. I feel like they were two different guys. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Whatever. Probably. He's got a big, impressive question. Popely office. Yes. Is the Father Dyer church the same as the other church yes. that someone died in? Okay. Yes. It's the church we've already been in where we were in the confessional. Yes. Got it. <laughs> Is it the same church where the beginning with the... We can preacher. assume. We can assume that. But okay. I don't know that but we're not definitively. totally sure. Okay. Yeah. So GC is talking to this other boss priest and he's like, what's the religious connection? Other, or no, other than religion, what's the link? All of a sudden, the grandfather clock stops. Both men look over to the clock, return to conversation. And the... How do they notice it stops? Because like it's the like thing that's, thing. that's uh, the pendulum that swings, right. oh, it just, just stops. stops moving. But yeah. they notice it. Yes. GC at the very least notices it. So uh, the boss priest says the connection might be the exorcism. (gasps) And he's like, what exorcism? And he's like, well, the exorcism of the Reagan girl. And he's like, Father Caravan, who is the guy that died in the confessional. Right. I think had some connection with it. Like he was friends with father morning who was actually an exorcist too, who like had to perform an exorcism in Nicaragua, something like that. His name was father morning. And he's like, caravan was with father morning who also had to exorcise his demon, some shit like that. And then obviously father Dyer was best friends with Damien as were you like, that's how they all knew each other. Oh, and so the, the, the cop. Yes. Was best friends with, with Damien. With Damien and Father Dyer. And Father Dyer. Yeah. Okay. And so then he says, but that doesn't make any sense because what could the little Kintry boy possibly have anything to do with it? Right. And the boss priest says, well, Damien brought in a tape of the little Reagan girl uh, when she was speaking in tongues because he wanted father caravan to tell him what language it was in i think is what it was and it turns out it wasn't in a different language it was just in english reverse right and the person who figured that out was none other than the mother of the little country boy (gasps) that was murdered oh all right detective kim upon hearing this about Father Morning, about Father Caravan, about the mother of the country boy. What does Detective Burns do and what does Detective GC do? I think I want to talk to the mother. And Detective um, Burns does? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so is Father Morning still alive? Yes. Him. Okay. I want to talk to those people. Okay. More. And what does Detective GC do? He moves on. <laughs> Woo! 
Yes. So we do not see him talk to Father Morning or the mother of the boy. That would be the very first fucking thing I would do. Instead, we're still in the church and he starts kind of walking around because he looks to the rectory, which is like the little place that's connected to the office of the boss pope. Right. And we see where the priests live. Yeah. And he sees that there's like a paper that's sort of like moving in a draft that doesn't appear to be there. So he walks to see what's blowing the paper. And as he walks in, he sees a door closing as if somebody had just been there. So he walks out that door into like the main giant hall. Mm -hmm. And all the lights are flickering, Mm -hmm. flickering, Mm -hmm. flickering. And he hears whispers in a foreign language. Oh, my God. And he's looking around, and all of a sudden, ah! someone bumps into him. Ah! It's an old lady who's like, I'm just dropping off the speech for Father Who's He What in there, who's going to give a speech about, like, Father Dyer and uh-huh. everyone dying. And she's like, but I have to get out of here, so bye, and just runs out. And she's like, what's wrong with these lights? She looks up, and as soon as she looks up, the lights all come back on. And so we're like... What the fuck? Like, that's fucking terrifying. But again, I just feel like Detective GC is in denial almost. Remember how I said that he, like, doesn't seem super in touch with his feelings? I feel like he's ignoring. Also, aren't cops not allowed to detective their people they know about? It's, like, bad to do. Uh, Well, I think the issue... <laughs> you know what I mean when I say I that, right? Do t- I didn't even <laughs> question it. Knew exactly what you meant. I think at this point, I know that that is something that comes up sometimes. It doesn't appear to be an issue Yeah, here. can't you not investigate? I like detectivize. Is that what you said? <laughs> detectivize. Uh, that doesn't appear to be an issue here. It's, like, his best friend, it seems, and, like, you yeah. can't, it's, like, you can't I do detective get the, s- the people you know. I do get the sense that he is... you're too is, close. You're too close to it. Yeah. I do get the sense that he's, like, the head detective and that we're in a smallish town. Right. So I wonder if maybe that rule doesn't apply because the resources don't exist otherwise is the sense that I'm getting. But it can't be that smallish because we're... It's, like, Georgetown. Oh, yeah. I guess it is Georgetown. I don't know. Yeah, he's investigating his friend. So he seems, but what he seems to be ignoring is like, at the very least, go see a doctor to make sure you're not fucking schizophrenic. Like you're fucking (laughs) seeing shit that other people don't appear to be seeing. I don't even need you to like immediately jump to the conclusion that it's a demon possessing you or hanging out with you, but at least just be like, other people aren't reacting to these things. Why is that? So, but the lady did be like, what's up with these lights? She did say something about the lights, but she didn't. I mean, he was fucking hearing whispers, foreign whisper voices. Mm. So that's the second time that he's heard somebody say something and no one was there. Mm -hmm. Talk to your doctor. So he goes back in to talk to the priest and we get a little bit more information about Father Morning, uh, that he is the chaplain at a hospital and that his hair turned white after a Nicaraguan exorcism. Mm. So I vaguely remember that I think that is what happens in exorcists too, but I I don't know for sure. So now we cut to Father Morning's... Where is is he again? Who? Currently, Father Morning? Father Morning is a chaplain at a hospital. At a hospital. Okay, okay, okay. So now we cut to Father Morning's bedroom in his little, like, priestly bedroom. 
and there he has a little pet bird that like comes oh. and flies in his window and like lands in a little box that he's filled with like newspaper clippings and stuff like mm-hmm. he's made like a little nest for the bird Cute. but the bird flies in and then he hears it stop chirping and he walks <gasps> over and the bird is stone cold dead right at that moment a crucifix falls off the wall oh no now we pan down and the camera is looking at the crucifix and like up at father morning in the background Mm -hmm. and the cross is in the foreground Mm -hmm. in the shot Mm -hmm. and jesus's face on the crucifix is facing the camera and we just see a single blood tears blood tear blood tears falling down his cheek oh no it's not great Oh no! It's not. We didn't learn great. about, you know, we learned about words being spelled wrong on Ouija boards. But I, I'm gonna say, in, in Catholic school, if if blood's pouring down Jesus' face, it's not it's good. not a good thing. Like it means like he's mad at something for sure. Like you're grounded Catholicly. <laughs> That's what I heard. Isn't okay. that what blood coming from the eyes? That's what it means. <laughs> it means you're Catholicly grounded. Catherine um, knows all about Catholicism. I, I do. I'm about to be beatified. That's what you do when. Isn't that what a word? That mean? Beatified. Beatified. Yeah, it's like what you do when, like, you make someone like when you make like a priest like more priestly or something, or maybe you make them a saint. No, that's canonized. Beatification is a real thing. I'll. Google Did it. Beyonce you- make it up? No! You just get beatified. You get beatified. No, it's beatified. I have no idea what it means, but it is a word. Is it a religion thing or a, it's a religion thing. thing? Oh, specifically. That I don't know. Because I'm like, it must have been Catholic. I've never heard of it. Not that I'm, I should explain to everyone. I was like, I'm not very Catholic. I just went to Catholic school. Which is, I mean. So I grew up being Catholic, but I like but, am not practicing or anything anymore. I haven't right. been in a long time, but like. But they also I like know a lot of things. And they make sure that even if you're not practicing when you're older, you have some residual Catholic knowledge and some yeah, residual Catholic guilt. Yeah. You got some thoughts and feelings. They're like, you could leave the church, but the church <laughs> will not leave you. I mean, especially when you go to school. Like it's oh, like yeah. it's ingrained. My mom still hard. fucking has it. Yeah. Like I'm like, bitch, you know you haven't been Catholic for like <laughs> I know. I'm 40 like I wouldn't years. consider myself Catholic, but I know a lot about it. But she still is like, I know, but but what if But uh, also, yeah, it's like the things you learn when you're like very young, you just keep, stick with you. Yeah. My Catholic school I think was good though. We were a little Slightly progressive. progressive. We had yeah. altar boys and girls. Whoa. We had altar girls. Wow, that it's is big very deal. progressive. We now cut to, so we just were in with Father Morning. Right. Jesus is crying because we were bad. And now we cut to one of the, a computer that's like quickly matching fingerprints, mm-hmm, like real mm-hmm, fast. Mm-hmm. And we hear like a, someone who's watching the computer look for fingerprints go, this is impossible. We now cut to GC questioning Mrs. Clelia, uh-huh. crazy radio lady. Right. And he's like, how did your fingerprints get on the jars, Mrs. Clelia? <sighs> Mrs. Clelia is out to lunch and never coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not with us. He's not going to get an answer out of her. But we now know that fingerprints on the jars that had all of Father Dyer's blood in it were Mrs. Clelia's mm-hmm. fingerprints. So. Because it's the devil. Now we cut to the psych ward doctor's office. And he's alone in the office, but he is 
practicing something, a speech, an answer of some kind. And he's saying it over and over again, and he has it written on a piece of paper, and he is chain smoking. And I'm talking chain smoking where you light your second (laughs) cigarette on the cigarette of the one that's not quite out yet. So he's like distressed about something. Like he's real freaking out. We don't know what he's reading. No, he's just saying over and over again, the man in the isolation tank that you saw, we picked him up 15 years ago. Like, he's just kind of, like, repeating that over again. And then he gets a knock on the door. What? The man in the isolation tank that we saw, they picked up 15 years ago? What? Did you all hear that? Kim was speaking Kim just then. I don't know if you guys are fluent yet. <laughs> she's, she's very excited about what's to come. So we get a knock on the door. GC comes in. And we see psych ward doc quickly put the notes that he was reading off of into his drawer in his desk. So GC can't read them. Mm -hmm. And he is talking and he says, the man in the isolation tank that I walked you past, we picked him up 15 years ago. He had total amnesia, no ID. We brought him here. He got worse, catatonic. But recently... About six weeks ago, he started to come out of his catatonic state. Then all of a sudden, he got real violent. <gasps> so we used electroshock therapy on him, put him in a straitjacket, and put him in isolation. Mm-hmm. So the psych word doc seems like he's saying it calmly. But we also know that he's been practicing it mm-hmm. and chain smoking, and he looks a little clammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are concerned about mm-hmm. his decision-making skills, mm-hmm. for sure. But he then says to GC, he says, the man in the isolation cell, he says that he's the Gemini killer. Mm-hmm. So GC says, I want the file on that motherfucker. He then goes to question the salty nurse again. And he's like, I want to know, you know, when you picked this dude up, this guy in the isolation mm-hmm, tank, mm-hmm. was he dressed like a priest? Right. And she's, he's like getting pissed because she's like, I don't fucking remember. And he's like, you have to remember. And he's walking down the hall with his like assistant cop or whatever because he couldn't get any answers out of the salty nurse and he kind of like stumbles like he gets faint and his assistant cop is like are you okay detective and he's like i watched damien karis die i was there like when he like fell down the stairs Mm -hmm. and then like died at the bottom of the stairs like gc was like the detective Mm -hmm. on scene yeah he's like i watched damien karis die but i think the man in cell 11 is Damien Karras. Ah! Oh my God. So we now go to the cell, cell 11, with our crazy Looney Tunes person. He's in a straight jacket and he looks like Damien Karras. Wow. He is Damien Karras. GC is talking to him super chill. And the first thing that Damien Kara's Gemini Killer says is, it's a wonderful life. Oh, my God. And so he's GC is questioning him, and he says, who are you? Gemini Killer says, I am no one. I am many. Oh. And he says, are you Damien Karras? 
And he says, you haven't any medical records for him, have you? No tedious fingerprints? And he's like, are you Karis? <gasps> and he says, I am the Gemini killer, James Veneman. And GC says, the Gemini killer is dead. And he's like, nope, not quite. He then starts going into this harrowing recount of a murder that he committed of a little girl where he picked her up you know, on in a city, dropped her in a dump. He knows exactly what she was wearing. He knows exactly how she was murdered, recounting all of this to GC. And then he says, I also killed the little black boy by the river and the priests. Oh, yes. And all their names began with K. And he says, they were off my beaten track. I prefer to kill at random. But if not, I insisted upon that all of the victims at least be tied together by the letter K. No. And he says, but the thrill of it, the thrill of it is that it's random and there's no motive. And he said, but I was obliged to settle a score on behalf of, well, a friend. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. So he's talking to him, talking to him, and all of a sudden – Gemini Killer lets out this otherworldly growl that just seems to emanate from his body. Mm. And GC, uh, GC is just looking at him and he says, I do that rather well, don't you think? So he's just being a fucking creep, talking mm. about how he's been taught by the master and just being a general creeper. And he asked GC, are they calling these Gemini killings in the papers? If not, you must get them to. And GC says, the Gemini killer is dead. And he's like, no, I'm not. Um, I'm alive. Oh, my God. Like, loses his mind. And he's like, look at me and tell me what you see. And he's like, I see a man who looks like Damien Karras. Mm -hmm. Now, what the audience is seeing, this was interesting how they do this. In the very beginning, we see that it's the actor who played Damien Karras. That's what I was going to ask. But as he's talking, because like, I mean, I I literally found a transcript of it because I was like, he says so many words that I need to like be able to read what he says and highlight the important parts. The person who's doing this monologue has the face of the Gemini killer. So it's two actors playing this and they Weird. kind of switch back and forth just so that we're clear that the face that GC is seeing is Damien Karras's face. Right. Okay. So it's kind of like we know something that the detective doesn't, if that makes sense. So he's like, you need to make sure that the press is calling this the Gemini killings or I'll punish you. No. And he says, what do you mean you'll punish me? What are you talking about? And he just changes the subject and says, do you dance? And he's like, what do you mean? And then he goes into how his favorite Shakespearean play is Titus Andronicus. So, like, he's annoying mm -hmm. because he, he he talks forever and you just have to – you don't know what's going to be important and what he's just, like, fucking raving and rambling about. So he's talking about how Titus Andronicus is his favorite play. And then he says, you know, one of the things I love to do – was decapitate a head. <gasps> Did you know that for approximately 20 seconds after the head is decapitated, mm -hmm. it can still see? Oh. 
So he starts talking about the artistry <sighs> of letting a decapitated head turn around and look at its own body. No. Then no. Then he starts no. talking about yes, yes. Then he starts <laughs> talking like about Father Dyer, and he's like, "This was particularly artistic, I think." And he starts describing how he used succinylcholine, which is the paralyzing drug yeah. that we know about, and a three-foot catheter. So he paralyzes him, sticks a three-foot catheter into the vena cava of the arm. You send the catheter Ugh. up to the heart, Ugh. and you can then just manually squeeze the blood out of someone's body Oof. into these little jars. So that's how he did it with wow. like not spilling a drop. I so, mean, it is creative. Yeah, it's, it's good, incredibly good creative. We have to give him snaps it's for good that. Good idea. Snaps for that. But fuck. So he's describing things that ob- one hasn't been released to the public. Two, he's in isolation. So yeah. even if it had been released to the public, he's they're not like bringing him the morning paper. So he then says, this stuck out to me. He says, once the blood is almost gone, there's a bit of shaking and pounding. But then it's quiet. Mm-hmm. And if you remember the image at the very end of Father Dyer's dream is – at the end the, of GC's dream yeah. is Father Dyer thrashing yeah. up and down on the bed. Ugh. So upon hearing this gruesome description of the murder of your friend and the murder of other people, mm. what does Detective Burns do and what does GC do? I don't know. Um, it's, I mean, okay. There's no reason for this person in isolation to know this much detail. Yes. So, like, something needs to be investigated further. Uh Uh-huh. Does GC punch him in the face? And what do you do? Like, I'm, like, I need to, like, bring some more people on and be, like, there's something going on here because he knows too much. (laughs) Yes! Yes. He does fucking punch him in the face. I'm very impressed that you got that because up to this point he's been so – non-reactive right that it came a little bit out of nowhere for me but at the same time i was like i'd be pretty pissed at that too well i think when you're not dealing with any of your feelings and then someone comes comes out like to your face like a punch in the face a lot of things you just that's how those things happen yeah and i gave you a point because obviously like you are a detective yeah there's something going on so he then we see that he's starting to tap out mentally kind of going catatonic again and as he's going to sleep he's saying good night moon good night air good night amy talking to her beads and he's out Mm -hmm. that's it so now we're up with salty nurse who is bandaging gc's hand from having punched him in the face Mm -hmm. and he's like do you know that man? Like, how much do you know about him? And she's like, he's very interesting. He's very unusual. Like, she's interested from a medical perspective mm-hmm. because she's like, he was catatonic for 15 fucking years mm-hmm. and he still will go into these catatonic states. But while his system slows to a crawl, his heartbeat, his temperature, his breathing, everything goes into a catatonic state, his brainwave activity accelerates. 
So his body has gone dormant, but if you hook his brain up to that shit, it's, it's off the fucking charts. Whoa, yeah. So she's just like this. He's a weird guy. It's <laughs> interesting. And so we learn that about him. She's like, he also said something else. He said, save your servant one time. And he's like, what does that mean? And she's like, I don't know. But the it wasn't so weird what he said, but how he said it. And he's like, how did he say it? And he was like, well, he sounded decent. He sounded nice, like mm-hmm. completely different. And there was all this emotion in his voice. And he sounded desperate. Interesting. And GC says, did he say anything else? And she says, only one other thing. In this same voice, he said, kill it. So, GC is looking through the Bible, I'm assuming, and he finds the phrase, save your servant. And so he's reading through sort of the passage. And this passage is where it talks about legion, for we are many. It's the demon that possessed that guy in the Bible. And it like it wasn't one demon. It was many. So mm-hmm. his name was Legion, which is so fucking scary to me. Like, I, for some reason, that one like really terrifies me, that story in the Bible. And he, we see that he's also looking at the file on the Gemini killer. And he closes it, but the audience sees the picture of the Gemini killer that was executed 15 years ago. And it's the face of the dude that was talking in the cell. What? So we are now. So we were seeing Damien, Father Damien. GC was seeing Damien's face. And then the Gemini killer that's been killed already is somehow the same face as that no so complicated it's super complicated but all we know is that the things that that man in the cell was repeating are unknowable to anyone other than the gemini killer so we now cut to a very voyeuristic scene we're kind of looking down a hallway and at the end of the hallway is a reception desk in the hospital. And there is a nurse there who's by herself. It's clearly like the night shift. Right. And she kind of says goodnight to the security guard and she hears a noise coming from one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. So she goes in with her key and she walks in and it's just like a raving lunatic mental patient who just had been making weird noises. And she was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry to disturb you. I just I didn't know what the noise was. So she walks back to the desk and she's all alone and she hears something else. So she goes into another room. The camera's set up in the exact same place. We're kind of several doors down the hallway and we see mm-hmm. at the end of the hallway is an opening with this reception desk. Mm-hmm. She walks a little bit closer, closer. to us okay. towards the camera, goes into another room that's about halfway between the reception desk and the camera, mm-hmm. walks in, checks on it, doesn't know what the sound is walks back out, starts walking back towards the reception desk and is chased by someone. <laughs> and it's a white hooded figure who's like in hospital patient garb, but with like a blanket over his over their head and chasing her with a giant syringe. Oh and my that's God. all we see oh my God. is we know that like this bitch is toast, but we don't see anything. Detective Kim. Yeah. What do you think that nurse's name was? It began with a K. I bet. Was it Kim? (laughs) It was... Is it something we've talked about? I'm Mm -hmm. confused about... Okay. It's a name I've said. 
It was Caravan. Okay. <laughs> or King's Tinsley. Next question. I, I'll give you the I'll give you the bells or not after this next question. What was she stuffed with? That's all I'm gonna say. What was she stuffed with? Mm-hmm. Oh God. Um I Okay, okay. We what have we talked about? Uh what was she stuffed with? Mm-hmm. Uh crucifixes? I don't know. That's all I have. <laughs> you get that's a half a ding. Okay. And I will repeat to you what the Gemini killer said as he went back into his catatonic state. Uh, Amy. Amy. Fuck. I, as you said it, I was like, remember those words. But and then what I forgot do you think already. she was stuffed with? I'll ask again. Uh, I don't remember what else he said. Rosary beads. Rosary beads. Telling it to her beads. So GC is now investigating the murder of nurse Amy. And they're like the first first cop on duty says she was slit down the middle, cut open, all of her internal organs removed, Oof. and she was stuffed with rosaries. Oof. It ain't great. So we hear the salty nurse scream as GC is being told this information. And she's like, come quickly. We go into the psych doctor's office. He's dead. Oh, no. With a syringe on the table, and he's, like, arm up, looking like he killed himself. Right. So we're now back with GC in cell 11, and he's talking to Gemini Killer again, and he's like, this body is your friend. He's like, there was a void in the body, and without a body, I didn't like it. After the electric chair. I'm just reading to you almost verbatim what he says. Wait, go back. There's a... Says, this body is your friend. Meaning the body that that you're looking at right now. He says, after I was in the electric chair, I was just in this void without a body and I didn't like it. The master thought my work should continue. But in this body, it was for revenge Father Karras is in here. He's with us, and he'll never get away. His pain will never stop. Father Karras? Damien Karras. Oh, okay. And GC is, like, super chill during this rave. I am feeling not chill. I am feeling very upset about how demons work because we're also getting a science lesson on how demons work that they require neurological systems, like – the reason they possess people is because, like, they can't touch each other or us. They require, like, a body, a body to, to possess. And yeah. they require the body to have neurological systems functioning. And he's like, you know, I'm I'm a traveling man. It took me 15 years to regenerate his brain cells. Because basically Whoa. what he says is, like, he entered his body, like, right as he was dying, like about to die. Mm-hmm. And so once he got in there and possessed the body, he was kind of working to like re, re- unmush Whoa. the brain cells, but was buried in Father Karras's grave and had to fucking climb out of it. What? Which is why he was found like just wandering the streets 15 years ago. Based on this information, 
he says, I'm a traveling man. We have to use already established neurological systems. Detective Burns, what do mm-hmm. you do? And what does Detective GC do? Or when you hear the clues, I'm a traveling man, and we have to use already established neurological systems, what's a theory that you might have? That you've been in other places, like other bodies. Mm-hmm. Where is he maybe finding those other bodies? The We're finding bodies from dying people in the crazy in the in the in the um, mental ward. Is mental that ward. De- is that Detective Burns? Okay, figured it out. Mental ward. Detect- I'm going to say both of us. Okay. Final answer. Ah, correct. Okay. So, based on this information, catatonic people would be or like mentally ill people would be pretty fucking easy to possess. Right. Because their neurological systems are there, but they're like flawed right. basically. Right. So, that was right. That is what you should have learned from that. So he's saying it took me 15 years to regenerate the brain cells of your friend. And I'm a traveling man, one who moves. And as he's saying this, GC looks at him and says, I don't believe you're the Gemini killer. And he's like, oh, detective, is that an invitation to dance? Like basically (gasps) being like, motherfucker, you don't believe I'm the fucking Gemini killer? I got the fucking receipts, bro. (laughs) So he's like, I got the doc to bring you to me. And then he killed himself. Mm. So we realize what he was practicing was what the Gemini killer (gasps) told told him him to to say to the detective. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so GC is like, who gets you out of this cell? And he just says, friends, old friends, tell the press that I'm the Gemini lieutenant. Final warning. I can help you with your unbelief. I'm so tired. Out. GC turns around. Help me. GC turns back. It's Damien. GC gets right into his face. And he goes, no, screams at GC in the face. And all he says is, little Jack Corner, and goes back to sleep. Oh, my God. Cut to to the waiting room. And we hear a nurse checking in a little boy who's sick. And she says, how do you spell it? How do you spell the name? No. K-O-R-N-E-R. It's with a K. Corner. Corner. Voiceover. GC is thinking and he's walking through the mental ward and he's just kind of like replaying a couple things that we remember the Gemini killer saying to him. Like we're hearing his thoughts of him Mm -hmm. just replaying things. And he's like, old friends, I'm a traveling man, one who moves. And he's just kind of looking around and we see that someone is looking at him through a door. Like it's an old lady face but we can only kind of see like her eye Mm -hmm. we see that she's a patient because we can sort of see that she's in like a hospital gown but we see very little of her and then all of a sudden an old lady starts to quickly crawl towards us on the ceiling oh no 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 and she's quickly crawling towards us and as she's right over gc she turns around and looks down at him with a big smile on her face and then scuttles away quickly before no we no, people on the ceiling it was terrifying no i can't wait to show it to you oh it was God. one of the most terrifying ceiling crawls 
I've ever seen. Oh my god! And I'm including like the baby on the ceiling and train spotting. Uh, it was terrifying. Uh, he, he doesn't see it crawling on the ceiling. <sighs> Fuck. But then he looks over and he sees that blood is pooling from underneath a door. There's a dead nurse inside. She's naked. So some old crazy creep is now in a nurse outfit. Based on this, where is the first place that you go to, Detective Burns, knowing that there is a killer out there right now? First place you go to in the hospital, Detective Burns, and where does Detective GC go to? Um, security? Is that you or is that Detective Burns? <laughs> um, I'm going to say me, I guess. Okay. And where does GC um, go? He goes to the uh, uh, the back to the Gemini Killers room. No dings. Okay. You had a double non-ding. It's okay. Uh, Doesn't happen often. So. <laughs> he runs to little Jack Corner's room. I was going to say that, but like it seemed. But you didn't and didn't get the points. Fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> It, see, it seemed outlandish. Did it? In this in this movie about demon possession, it seemed outlandish to it you? It did. With, when an old lady just crawled on the ceiling, it sounded outlandish to it you? It seemed outlandish. <laughs> Fuck you. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, so he busts into little Jack Corner's room, and it's the salty nurse in there. And he scares little Jack Corner and the nurse, and she's like, God, just get out of here. You're upsetting all of our patients. Then he plays in his head something he remembers the Gemini killer saying, is this an invitation to dance? And he looks down at Salty Nurse's name tag and it says Julie. Mm -hmm. And he goes, no. What do you do? And what does he do? I'm not giving you any more clues. I have said things in here. (laughs) (laughs) I recall nothing about Julie. So, Julie, Julie, my jewels. All I remember is the K thing, so I'm having a tough time. Okay. What's the question? (laughs) We're remembering that the the Gemini killer says to him, is this an invitation to dance? dance. And he looks at Salty Nurse's name tag and happens to see that her name is Julie. Right. What does he get the idea to do? He asks Julie to dance. Correct. <laughs> is that so? That's what he does. I don't know. Waiting with bated breath. I was I mean, I that. thought to say Jack Corner, and that was wrong. So now I'm just going with it. Julie. Why does Julie matter? I don't remember. I don't know. Does he? Did he say Julie again? Did he say Julie the way he said Amy? I have no. He never said Julie the way he said Amy. But um, I have talked about a Julie. Why do I fucking help you? <laughs> it's not helping anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm tired and drinking wine. Just, I don't have any recollection. Okay. That's another double non Yeah, okay, I get it. So what he does, if you remember, Julie is his daughter, and she's a dancer. I don't remember that at all. Well, that's on you, isn't it, Detective Burns? I didn't even understand that... Julie, that or that his daughter was his daughter and not the daughter from Black Christmas. I made you a should have been very, very clear about that. Specific choice to say, "Bye, Julie, off to dance class." And in my head, no. going, "I hope Kim puts a pin in this," but she didn't. No, because gentlemen. I was like, 
they have an infant child. No. I didn't know what was going on at that point. Okay. Remember, I said he has a grown-up teenage child. You should have reiterated, named Julie, who's going to dance class. All right. So apparently what I need to do is just do the entire (laughs) podcast twice so that schizophrenic Kim. When I'm not on board, I don't know what's happening. All right. Well, so (sighs) he goes and he calls his wife. Julie! Julie! He calls his wife and we see his wife pick up the phone. And she says, hi, Bill. Cut back to Bill. Bill's on the phone. He hears a busy signal. And he's like, oh, I can't get through. Back to his wife. Creepy. Hangs up the phone. That was Bill. He says a nurse is bringing by a package. Creepy. So So creepy. So creepy. And Bill is GC. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Bill is GC. Again, don't know it until the end of the movie. So the entire movie, he's been GC. And I'm like, who the fuck is Bill? Like 20, min- 20 minutes until the end. So GC jumps into the car and he's like, "Let's. we need to get to my house. Meanwhile, we see that the crazy old patient lady that was looking at us through the door mm-hmm. is now in a nurse's outfit in a cab. Oh my God. And she's on her way, presumably, to GC's house. GC is trying to get there as fast as he possibly can. The ner- we see the nurse ring the doorbell. Mm-hmm. So now we're back at the hospital and we see that Salty Nurse is in cell 11 with the Gemini killer. Mm-hmm. He's out. He's catatonic. Mm-hmm. Guess what's not, though? She's got a whole bunch of things hooked up to his brain and she's looking at his a long brain. scroll of paper that is not catatonic. Right. His brain waves are off the chart while this is all happening. So GC arrives at his house. His daughter, Julie, answers the door. And he's like, oh, oh, thank God. Everyone is fine. The wife is super annoyed. She's like, what is with this weird fucking nurse that you sent to the house? I open the door and she fucking faints. Detective Burns, what do you do? What is he Where's do? the nurse? Find the nurse. She's, Where's the nurse? She's sitting at the kitchen table just staring at him. Oh, the nurse is sitting at the kitchen table. And where are they when the wife says this then? Not in front of her. Like pointing at the nurse who's like kind of just out of it, like catatonic. Oh. Like she's conscious, but just like out of it, not saying anything. So in front of her, she's been yeah. like, what are you, What happened? Yeah. She needs to be taken away. Is that she needs Detective to be Burns? taken away. Yes. Okay. And then what and does GC do? He does the same, like gets her out of the house. <laughs> yes. What... You said is exactly what you should do. What he does is turn his back to her. No. I guess in his head, he's like, she is catatonic. She's whatever. Then we hear him remember something that the Gemini killer said. And it was catatonics are so easy to possess. Mm -hmm. As he's remembering this, we see the nurse reach into the bag, the carpet bag that she had brought with her. What do you think she pull? This is a bonus question. What does she pull out of the carpet bag? A syringe with the 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 stuff in it. The make Wrong. your make your things stop working stuff. The giant missing scissors. <laughs> Whoa! So she pulls the giant missing scissors out. Just as this is happening, she opens the scissors, and I swear to fucking god. I thought Julie's head was gone because that's how fucking close she was to chopping it off right before the mother-in-law like pulls Julie away and GC turns around 
she uses her demon strength and slams him up against the wall (gasps) and then is strangling him on the wall. Julie, miraculously, not a scratch on her, though it looked like those fucking scissors at least nicked her a bit. Then the nurse lets go and she just starts screaming, Morning! And falls down. Oh, God. What does that mean? Where do you go? Morning? Oh, God. I, this game's too difficult. You can do it, Kim. Kim. Morning. <laughs> I go This is good to... practice for our Hunt a Killer present it, that Eric got um, us. Okay. Do I go to, like, a graveyard? Okay. Is it morning M-O-U or M-O-R? It is. It Okay, here's my clue. That doesn't matter. <laughs> morning daytime or morning the activity yeah. does not matter. <laughs> Just the, the hobby. The hobby. <laughs> the morning hobby. Okay, okay. So wait, she said that and then I'm saying, where do I go? Mm-hmm. Where do I go? Mm-hmm. Okay, if that doesn't matter, then I guess... Back to the Gemini killer's room. Okay. Half a point. Why? Because if he left her body, maybe he's back in his own body. Okay. You get two half points, which equals one day. (laughs) So he goes back to the hospital. And on his way back to the hospital, we see that he's beaten there by somebody who makes his way into cell 11. It's Father Morning with all of his exorcism material. And he's ready to fucking fuck a bitch up. Oh, shit. So he goes into cell 11 and... Gemini Killer, as Damien Karras, looks scary as fuck. It's, like, super cold in the cell, and his eyes are, like, all yellow, and it's really scary, and he looks like a dead fucking body that's talking. Uh. And he goes into the, sc- the cell, and he starts exercising. Father Morning starts exercising yeah, yeah, yeah. him, and there's fire, and there's snakes, and the voice is so scary again because it's not a man or a woman. Like, it's a really difficult thing to do where it's like normally you can hear a voice and you're like this is an old man or this is an old woman but the voice of the devil just has no gender and it's super fucking weird to me so he starts laughing and he's basically like father morning you're fucking toast all of a sudden he's slammed up against the wall father morning is his robe is ripped off he's thrown up onto the ceiling and then he's peeled off the ceiling except all of his skin is still <gasps> stuck to the ceiling no. so he's being slowly peeled off oh, alive barf. and we like fucking see like oh, brain barf. matter it's not great gc then arrives at the cell by this point it's quiet he goes into the cell damien gemini killer is passed out catatonic he sees a bible on the ground that's been blown up like it's had caught fire and morning is behind him on the floor his skin peeled off and gemini killer says don't worry We'll get Julie. GC pulls out his gun. The devil throws him up against the wall. And he's like, have I helped your disbelief? And 
GC is on the wall and he's like, oh, yes, I believe in everything. And then he just starts listing all of the terrible things he believes. And I believe in war. I believe in uh, murder. I believe in all this stuff. And most of all, I believe in you. And he's in like a crucifixion pose. And lightning starts striking into the cell and is like striking a hole open in the center of the cell. And a hole opens up and here comes all of these demons <gasps> lifting what the fuck? a little decapitated boy with a uh. Jesus figurehead painted in blackface and up behind him comes Damien on a cross. Oh my God. And he says, and the devil says, you lose, Lieutenant. Just then, Father Morning wakes up, grabs his cross and with his last dying breath, he says, fight, Damien! And we see Damien flicker behind the eyes of the devil. And we see that he breaks through. GC falls from the ceiling. Damien says, shoot now! Detective Burns, what do you do? What does Detective GC do? Shoot, He shoots him. He's dead. Now we're at a graveyard. And we're standing with GC and his detective partner. And they're looking over a grave. And it's Damien Karras's grave. He's mm-hmm. finally been put back in. Here's a bonus question. What day of the year in 1975 did Damien Karras die? It's a date you should know. <laughs> Is it October... <laughs> October what, Kim? Ninth. Yes, it is October 9th, you bitch. <laughs> bitch, if you did not know my birthday, I was about to lose my damn mind. But you got it. Uh, he died on October 9th, which is crazy that that whole fucking exorcism took place on my birthday. Oh, my gosh. It's before crazy. you were alive. Before I was alive. Still. Yeah, but still. So that's the end. Fucking GC killed the Gemini killer and Damien and the devil. I mean, he didn't kill the devil, but he at least expelled him from his body. Yeah. You see why I was like, this is a doozy, Burns. This is a real doozy. I needed some food. I couldn't focus. Oh, I'm sorry. We should order some food Um, after this. You figure out what you want to eat. Stop thinking about. Ooh, which part can you not stop thinking about? Lily crawling on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. It was. I hate it. I hate it, was, it so it much. It was really bad. Picture her like crawling no, in. No. No. Like, right Katrin, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your fucking beret. Fuck off. No, I will not picture it. I'm never going to think about it again. Okay. Figure out what you want to eat while I total up your points. And we're back. How many did I get? Kim Burns, out of 33 points, mm-hmm. you got 20 and a half points. Mm. It's okay. Burns, that's really good. Uh, well, never mind. I mean. Never mind. No. Then. It's <laughs> terrible. You're a fucking failure. <laughs> No, I mean, it's okay. I thought you did really well because this was better. hard burns. Like, you had to be a fucking detective. No, I'm disappointed about some of the ones that I should have known, but I, I, my brain wasn't focusing. I, I should have gotten you. the Julie. I, it's okay. Or no, the Amy for sure. Julie, I was okay. Amy, I should have gotten. We really don't encounter Julie for so much of the film. I yeah. Like, I 
tried to emphasize that as much as I could without giving it away. No, that I probably wouldn't have gotten. But yeah. Amy, I should have gotten. Because sure. I even notated it as you said it. And then I immediately forgot. Gotcha. <laughs> sure, sure. So I think as, good. A, yeah, yeah. as a detective, I think you did great. Thank you. Which bodes well for our Catch a Killer monthly subscription that Eric got us. I know. Which I'm very excited about. Hunt a killer, what is it? Hunt a killer? Hunt a killer. Hunt a killer. I'm not sure. Hunt a killer. It's Hunt a killer. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. Um, so yeah, that's Exorcist 3, bitch. Wow. That was good. I, I like how it related back to the first. Yeah. Because even the end of the first one, don't they kind of like maybe be like the spirit is out and he's dying so it might go into his body. Like they tiny, 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 tiny referential yes, to does, maybe that like could it, happen it does play out in a way that you're like that could have happened that yeah. totally could have been a thing that happened oh, cool the only thing we don't know is that like at that exact moment a serial killer was being executed like we don't know that there's a gemini killer that's being executed at the exact same moment got it got it but got it. that's whatever who cares wait now i'm confused so it was the spirit of the killer and the devil yeah, basically, like, the the devil was like, I have no body to be in. And, like, you know, there's, like, a, you know, they pass each other in the in the spirit road. And they're like, oh, aren't you a Gemini killer? And he's like, yeah, I just lost my body because they executed me. And he's like, I think I got a job for you. Why don't you go dive into that body that's about to die? Because I love the work that you do. Your killing is just mwah. And I think you should continue. But in this body. So it was the spirit of of human serial yes. killer. It's almost like they were like cohabitating. Like they were roommates inside of Damien Karras. Okay. The devil and the Gemini and killer. The de- and the devil too. Yeah. It was like a little, or you know. demon, whatever the demon, the multi-demon. Legion. What's it called? Yeah. Yeah. So they were just like chilling in there together. You know. Complicated, mm-hmm. but interesting. Yeah. But you okay. did a great job. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, please subscribe and review our podcast. We are going to have some merch for you very, very soon, possibly even right now as you're listening. Mm-hmm. We are also going to have a Patreon that you will be able to sign up for soon, possibly able to sign up for it right now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Future Kim and Kat are out there somewhere just doing their thing. This has been Kim Kim and Kat Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. Maybe. So until next time, stay alive. Ceiling crawl. No! Fuck you, Ketrin.